Blog Talk Radio. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to us in a language that everybody here can easily understand. funny, there's always headlines about who's not going to be signed with WWE after 2020. And around the rumor mill, that's a lot, a lot to take in. So let's see, tonight there's a cage match between Dominic Mysterio and, well, Seth Rollins. And uh, let's see what else. Oh, a non-title match between Keith Lee, Drew McIntyre. Oh, yeah, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax looks more cohesive. It's kind of funny if you ask me. We got some Buddy Murphy and Aaliyah Mysterio. Is that a thing? Rumor me this, rumor me that. Oh, goodness. Um, I, you know, there's a lot of things on my mind, folks, including the fact that no matter who gets released, it's like shark smelling blood in the water with AEW. And can you blame them? you got to take advantage of the situation and what's going on and what's not. So, should I skip to the main event, folks? I mean, Retribution did show up. There's like a zillion of them right now. I mean, how many people are joining this revolution? Every new trainee in NXT? I'm intrigued. I really am. And uh, let's see here. Okay. So there's a brawl. Actually, folks, I'm going to play this because it's it says hashtag what a scene. A brawl is broken out on hashtag WWE Raw between the Hurt Business Retribution, Drew McIntyre, and the real Keith Lee. So let me just play this clip for a moment, if you will, folks. Start off doing a little something different on the show instead of babbling on, okay? I'm guessing that was the main event, but they went a little backwards. And then, let's see here, Seth Rollins 
and Buddy Murphy and Dominic Mysterio and just a whole bunch of just a whole bunch of shit happening on Raw tonight. Three hours spectacular. Let's play the soundbite, shall we? Dig it. Or just a gif, my bad. Do 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 instant chaos, retribution, Keith Lee. Okay. Good lord, how many So the Monster Braun Strowman goes against Dabakato. Let me see what this Oh god, that dude is huge. Okay. All I know, MVP, is I think Nyan Shane over here, they'd be working out well in the hurt business. I stay a very cover. By Lana, and a kick out. Kind of what we do. We like to hurt. Oh, here's... You ain't wrong. Here's a question I have. Are you... Oh, no. Hey, Byron, why don't you just open your mouth and it's what you put? Because that seems like what you're best at. I agree with that. I agree with that. Before I get any of this out of the way, I do not own any of the rights to the audio provided by Twitter and from World Wrestling Entertainment Incorporated 2020, all rights reserved. All the audio, trademarks, and stuff, all rights reserved, World Wrestling Entertainment Incorporated. There. There. Thank you for pointing that out to me, my friend. There are certain things in this world, folks, that go well with a podcast. And eating ice cream and discussing professional wrestling is exactly one of them. Riddick Moss versus Ziggler. So this is where they put the talent. Okay. Well, I want to see Rollins. I want to see your street profits. Now, what did they have to say? Profits. Congratulations on your victory tonight, defeating the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro. Now, they have some strong words to say about you guys, especially when it comes to you guys destroying their champions lounge on SmackDown, saying that tonight they would show you that they were the better team. Well, I mean, did, they? did they? No, did they? no, they didn't. I mean, last time I checked, Dawkins got to the top, it went down to the floor, and then it was one, two, three. I mean, come on now. Did you really expect... They was going to roll up in here under in our house, under our lights, like they were paying the bills around here? No, nah, no, nah, not at all. Come on now. But we went to SmackDown, no. Hey, look, all respect and credit to those boys, man. We got a lot of respect for those boys. But, you know, it's all a fair game when we got to go up against each other, fam. So we went to the place that they took sacred, the Champions Lounge. I mean, hey, it was a street proper's lounge that night because we was popping bottles all day, all night. All night. Hey, they, last time I checked, the Champions Lounge still smelled like Happiness, dog. You mean campaign for the campaign? Oh, yeah. Smells like happiness up there because why the street problems were in there? Why the longest reigning Raw Tag Team Champions post-draft there you were heard there? You heard I mean, y'all post-draft. Come on, dog. Anybody that stepped up to the street problems, we beat them, yeah. all right? Yeah. Almost, nobody expected us to be here. Like it, Mur- Murphy? Uh-huh. Seth and Murphy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody even expected us to beat them too. Get these bad boys. Uh-huh. Nobody expected us to retain these against Seth and Murphy. Nobody expected us to beat the Viking Raiders. And, yo, our Viking proper brothers are our brothers from another mother. Let's never forget that. But, but still, let's not forget who came away with the one, two, three. The Street Prop, the Raw Tag Team Champions. Yours truly. And, oh, yeah. <clears throat> we live, breathe, and die by these four simple words. We, 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 we. We we want the smoke. Just let your soul go. Yeah, I just got off. Hey, at least I got one headband to stay on during this match, though. I got a spare everywhere. 
knick-knack, paddy-whack, give a dog a bone. Papa Dogs is in your zone. Know that. Because we live, WWE Universe, on your TV, in your home, live from the Thunder Dog. I'm going to start on rock. Lengthy. They got the message across, folks. Oh, goodness. So, Keith Lee and McIntyre. Goodness sakes. So, Owens picks up a hard-fought victory. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens versus Aleister Black. Interesting match. Keith Lee, Andrew McIntyre fighting the backstage area. I'm not going to play every audio clip from Twitter, folks, but I just thought it'd be an easier way to do this review. So Rollins has snapped. Interesting. Okay. So he's taunting Ray Mysterio outside the cage. I watched some of it. I, you know. Zelina Vega? Oh. Zelina's not a bad worker per se, but, you know, she works better, in my opinion, as a valet. I haven't seen any of her matches outside of, well, being involved in Andrade seeing almost his career and it helped elevate him a lot. So she's not like I said, she's not a bad worker per se as a valet. But female, I mean, dear Lord, she I don't know. She does remind me of sensational Sherry, I have said that, but Sherry could actually work instead of just doing the hair pools and the scratching your eyeballs out, which I don't mind. As a fan. Oh, yes. You want to know what I'll be doing Wednesday. Um, for those of you who want to message me, it's Russell underscore radio on the Twitter at DTrain0005000 or at Brian Rails, whichever's easiest for you. And for the Facebook, you can message me personally on Russell Radio Network forward slash Facebook.com. If you need those social media handles, I can easily put that out on my Facebook page or it's actually on the Instagram. Oh, wait, wait. We want the smoke. See what the Street Profits did, man. It's all inclusive. Okay? So tonight's Raw was not, you know, main focus tonight. You know what the main focus of tonight was? Aside from rumors being rumors. I will play an audio clip later on, folks. It might piss a lot of people off. But I am going to review not the entire first week of the NFL, dude. That would kill me. I am going to be reviewing one game in particular because it caused international controversy. Oh, actually, just statewide, maybe I... The Chiefs versus the Texans. And for those of my friends in Kansas City who may or may not listen to this show, I might surprise you because I'll be objective as I can be. So this might be the only section where they're like, we don't care about the wrestling shit, but we did care about the NFL. But tonight's Raw, not bad, but question, why does Retribution have like 12 12 members on their whole entire uh, section. It's just like, dude, I'm, I'm beginning to wonder. I don't, I don't know how to take their group in stride, but I do know that if they're a faction, it should be no more than like four or five. Five, you're pushing it. Eight, maybe you have another Nexus complex, but twelve people—that's a lot of people, and especially from the performance center. Do I know any of these people? No, dude, I, I wish I did. I mean, if you like, 
you can do your research and check that way. But other than that, yeah, not so sure about Retribution. I there have been rumors about you know CM Punk being like the creative mindset behind that, but no, dude, he's taken a backseat ever since uh, ever since WWE backstage just completely folded up, and now they have Raw talk again without the one true awesome host of all time and first ever female commentator Renee Young left and you have Paige who was a pioneer in NXT time you know first ever well yeah I would say she was the first NXT champion because back in that time that's what she was you had Booker T CM Punk who was one of my all time favorite not just because of the pipe bomb, no, dude. This dude is a fucking pioneer. He's ahead of his time, if you would. So anyways, it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. Although, you know, now it's intriguing because they're adding elements in there like Rey Mysterio's daughter, Aaliyah, came to check on Buddy Murphy after what Seth Rollins tried to do, and it's like, Okay, cool, and they're teasing something. There's genuine concern for Buddy Murphy. I don't know what they're going to turn the story into, but I sure as hell would love to find out. This is the first time that Raw is actually capturing what the fans want versus A1. The whole underground fight club thing. Okay. I don't know what to make of it, other than some guys are like, oh, cool, Fight Club. To fans, it's a, a mixed bag with it. It's compelling TV because why it brings up the brawl for all feel. Two different time periods, one moron, and I'm sure Cornette will love me to explain, although he doesn't know who the fuck I am, but I'm going to tell you. Which guy I believe was a total moron about the whole incident? Vince Russo. He gets the blame for a lot of shit, oh, but he's a good guy. But not going to get into that whole Dark Side of the Ring special on Brawl for All, but that's how WWE's Underground Fight Club feels like. It's just open mat, and guys are beating the fuck out of each other. Women may too, but. He's, I'm not so sure that's a good thing, dude. I mean, some people don't even know. No, they don't. Wanted to watch. I'm sure they would. Mm -hmm. If they wanted to watch MMA, they'd turn on UFC. But WWE is doing it like, well, so-and-so is going to challenge you. You don't know who's going to challenge whom. There's the brilliant side of that. The rest of it, um, that's up to you. So, honestly, the viewership, they said, had been up in certain segments. (laughs) I would just, you know, for me, at least, I wouldn't know what to say. Laugh, cry. For the for the raw underground thing, if it's you know if it's anything similar like a broad panties match or you know back in the day professional wrestling, it's very 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 difficult because here's the thing: wrestling has a whole bunch of different flavors of ice cream for us to choose from. And right now, what we're watching, it started off with heavy action, so I, you know, who's going to fault anyone for that? The whole we're the tag team champion type thing, so now we're going to pay attention. I think it's like the Rock and Sock connection? No, maybe not two people will know Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, but if you're a wrestling fan, this is, oh, thank God, someone other than 
Sasha and Bailey. The dosage that got shoved down, or the pills that got shoved down her throat, right? Like, we were pioneers. That's true. I mean, I didn't expect Raw to turn into all of a sudden reaffirm my, you know, holy shit, it's actually action. Then some parts of it, like the whole Street Profits promo, very good example. They know how to build them up and then be like, but they're not us type thing. Do they pay the, I like the touch of, do they pay the bills? Do they turn the lights on? Do they turn the lights off? Do they keep them on? Do they keep, I think what I'm trying to say is the first time it's like, wow, you know, we don't have much to watch. There's not many. There's pyro. It's interactive. It's the Thunderdome. Some people are telling me they prefer AEW, and that's fine. Wrestling is wrestling to me, man. Yeah, I criticize them damn right. It's what it is. They're like the hottest thing in wrestling right now. That's because they're the brand new shiny toy that everyone looks at and says, okay, is their product good? Is it quality? Is it great? Do I want to tune into it every single Wednesday now that NXT is no longer going to air on Wednesdays it's now going to be a Super Tuesday event I don't know if that was to pull the plug because uh, NXT was getting beaten and I wouldn't say by much but they're still getting beaten by AEW and the numbers don't lie because the one point was 693,000 for NXT and then 793, so it just it begs the question is WWE doing enough or are they doing too little too late? Also, there's a lot of rumors about who AEW is going to sign, who Impact is going to sign. Honestly, folks, yes and no about do I care? Uh, the reason I say that is because, again, I can be a critic all day long, but if I'm not objectively observant between what's going on with Impact, what's going on with uh, Ring of Honor or New Japan, it would be a very boring show. So, to me... I'll just tell you flat out. Tonight's WWE Raw, the only thing, or actually there are certain things that stood out to me. One, yeah, I noticed the whole Aaliyah-Buddy Murphy correlation. Two, I know it sounds boring that I'm using certain words that some may not. Yeah. Thanks, then, for pointing that out. Because there's a lot of on Raw... There's usually a lot of backstage interviews or promos that would not go anywhere or resonate with the fans because if you hear when the crowd was reacting in 2019, it was, this is bullshit, you know, because no one wants to sit around and listen to a 22-minute promo. Some may, some may not, but I mean... If it's to get your point across during a, a show segment, sometimes talking doesn't really solve nothing, especially in professional wrestling. If you have a conflict with a character, why are we grabbing a microphone? Rutch rather see somebody get their ass beat because I don't know about you, but if you went to a boxing match at the Garden or a boxing match anywhere, no matter. Wouldn't you get pissed if all they did was stand there and literally you see the dude hugging the other one away if that was Floyd Money Merriweather versus Manny Pacquiao? Worth $55 that my friend 
ever spent for a pay-per-view. There are certain people in this world, folks, that will pay to see any kind of professional wrestling. I ain't one of those people. That's why there's that fucking dramatic pause. If you have any questions, send them to Wrestle underscore Radio, my friend. Or you can send them to Wrestle, Wrestle Radio Network forward slash Facebook.com. Or, or... You can send the message to Wrestle Radio forward slash Facebook dot com. The Train O five thousand at Twitter or at Brian Rails on Twitter. Now, through the psycho babble and all its glory. I have 33 minutes left, folks, and in these 33 minutes, I will fair warn you, if you have children, please understand the following portion of this podcast contains expletive language. If the child is 18 or over, sure, go ahead, put the headphones on them, or just tell them. Don't repeat this to your virtual principal or your real principal if you go to actual school. Off the Rails Uncensored is a trademark podcast that was coined and phrased Off the Rails Uncensored in 2016 and March 7th. Any reproduction or likeness thereof of the title Off the Rails Uncensored will be prosecuted in the court of law for copyright infringement. If you decide to continuously use Off the Rails Uncensored's title, you will be fined $45, and the money will automatically come out. Trust me, it will. All right, people, I cannot guarantee that you will or will not be offended by the following expletive language and content provided through Off the Rails Uncensored. So, <clears throat> buckle up, fuckers, because you're about to join me. A magical ride inside my head. Rumors and rumors and NFL talk. Oh my. shock the shit of all I'm going to shock the shit out of all the chief fans that I am friends with about what I say and how objective I can be you know it might shock you all it might shock you all but I'm going to save that for the last 15 minutes so tonight and all the rambled up glory that I have just come up with I will say folks Raw was interesting it's getting better. Now, there have been rumors of who is leaving WWE and who they're not going to resign. He said that he would not resign. So, I just, you know, play an audio clip. And send, you know, that's my thing now. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I mean, these rumors, folks, this is who is rumored to leave WWE. Allow me to play the audio.
I have to wait for this stupid fucking ad, but you know what? It'd be worth it. God bless, man. One or two. And at least it was nice and musical, but I know people are saying, hurry the hell up, get to the goddamn ad. Well, Angel Fishes. WCW and currently when he resided in WWE for a brief match with Triple H and also one on one with Seth Rollins. Some say they don't understand why he did what he did. Look, I'm laughing at people who think, you know, Sting is not impactful because if he joins AEW, that's it. That is like the biggest sign that AEW has, but I mean, will he be more behind the scenes? Will he wrestle? I don't know. And the man, obviously, you know, when he faced Hunter one-on-one, wow. Some may speculate, well, this is the reason why he didn't resign is because Hunter didn't let him go over. No. We don't know if it's Sting. But he said he's not going to resign. Imagine him creating a whole feud between the inner circle, which would be Jericho, which would be the new version of Hogan. Jericho's not balding. I haven't really delved too much into the thought, but I mean, I have a feeling some fans are saying to themselves, why would Sting want to work? At his age, he's not doing that great physically, so why would he? Because, dude, like anyone says that has been involved in ever in professional wrestling, and that is once you step foot through those ropes, it's an addiction. It becomes an addiction. So maybe Sting is going to. Have at it with AEW or Impact. Either way, you know, I can understand WWE's situation because, you know, they had to cut 60 employees. And this has only been the beginning of the week. It's Monday. But I like to call it Fuck Day. Because our fucked up day. You're either thrown off kilter, have to do a lot of shit. Monday's like the beginning of the day or the week that you're just like mm. anyways anyway I figured I would talk about you know my thoughts how much impact it would be if AJ Styles were to come back and stay with WWE. I mean, he's offered a big amount of numbers. We can't blame the guy because there was no plans for AJ Styles in AEW, but when they offer you numbers, man, you just can't straight up deny them and be like, Oh, I'm sorry, I'm going to turn down all this money because... Wait, wait, I was supposed to talk about Raw? I already did. I thought it was good. There's some part of me that, you know, doesn't understand the Street Profits beating Cesaro and Nakamura, but then it's like, okay, you have to build a story, so maybe that's why.
the women's tag team championships. Boy, they need some big names to help us out. So why not have Trish Stratus and Lita come back? I don't know. But they need something. They need somebody to help it along. I'm not saying Shayna and Nia are a bad team, but they had occasional names pop up here and there, like Ivory and Victoria. That, you know what? That would be an awesome tag team. Jazz and Jacqueline, but Jazz is unfortunately in AEW. So, hmm. <clears throat> I'm reading through these questions and I think it's kind of funny because yes, I I was going to say AEW Dynamite wow, I'm getting bombarded with questions about when am I going to talk about the football thing in a minute I had 22 minutes on the board. Jesus Christ. No, it's not not terrible. AEW is not terrible. They just, from what I've observed and what Cody and them are doing, you've got to sign former talent. How and why? Because you got to stick and move. It's like a boxing match or a chess, you know, a game of chess. Do you want to show all your pieces? Or do you want to strategically move throughout the game so that you can eventually perform the deed, you know, checkmate? And they signed FTR, Britt Baker. Obviously, you know, the guys who signed themselves and are a part and affiliated with the company, Jericho, Rhodes, Khan, Malenko, Gunn, Jake Snake Roberts. The list goes up. Sean Spears. There's like 20 or 30 former WWE talents in a supposedly not so saturated roster, and I've repeated that line over and over again. But I'm just going to repeat it until it, you know, resonates home with some of the fans that are saying that WWE doesn't have homegrown talent. Neither does AEW. Neither does Impact. So there's that. My thoughts on WWE as a whole, it could be better, but it's, you know, better than nothing. The Hurt Business, I'm going to say, it just, what in the hell, what in the fresh hell? You've got MVP, Cedric Alexander, you've got Shelton Benjamin, and Bobby Lashley. It's like the nation of domination, but without the whole controversial racist shit. Because imagine the nation of domination in today's settings. Yeah, that wouldn't fly well. Also, Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan not being so goddamn dramatic. You don't like. I'm not a big fan of the repackage of Liv Morgan, and it just, it's weird. She went from, I'm a psychopath, you know, that gimmick, Harley Quinn, to, I can't believe you almost hit me. I can't believe you hit me. Come the fuck on. Even non-wrestling fans are saying bullshit. Sorry, I have a cough, but it's not believable. And she's playing the I'm innocent, you know, just eye candy. So I was, you know, Liv Morgan can actually fucking work, though. One of the thing that one of the things that particularly I notice on Raw is that they're getting more aggressive. They're having specialty matches. There's pyro because AEW also has pyro, and they've got specialty matches, not just cage matches, but just like. 
Jeez. Broom handles with barbed wire on it. Uh, mouse traps, anyone? Well, that reminds me of when New Jack wrestled, and that's really, jeez. Not going to say anything ill because the fucker might actually find where I live and stab me to death with a Wolverine claw. Just saying. When you compare and contrast AEW and WWE and Impact and all the other companies that are working like Ring of Honor, NWA is working as well. The only thing that is missing, and I said this before, is a crowd. I know certain portions of Florida, and holy hell, the answer to that question from the governor is probably going to be hell no. Last time I believe that WWE had a crowd, dear God, that was before all this nonsense. Last time they had a full-on crowd, probably in March. Really, really would like to understand how some people, and I saw this earlier, will make things more difficult for like Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, true, he may have skipped the line, but he's a Mysterio, and he probably, you know they randomly drug test, right? So saying that he's just a, doing this shit for that kind of money or an ass. Alright, folks. So, this is uh, the portion of the show where I'm going to switch gears here for a minute. I've been waiting to hear people's reaction to when and how it was just like four minutes long. So this is 39 seconds. I'm going to play this one. Okay, just take a listen. Now keep in mind, I don't normally get into this, but here we go. Necessarily hear booing in that clip. Some people say dress your age. Yes, dress your age. But unlimited digital access. That's four minutes. Okay, this is an insider. I didn't hear booing. I mean, it sounded like oh goodness. That was another horrible clip. They didn't even, you know, dude. I mean, fan sighted. Oh goodness, how many how many clips are you gonna send me, man? Oh, okay. This one says Kansas City Kansas City fans were pure class by booing their players. Kansas City fans are here, so uh, no. I almost want to hear this, and this better be good. That's not a good clip either. But you, okay. I'm trying. It'll just play the goddamn clip to create. I could actually hear. USAA insurance for veterans like Martin. Ooh, can't play that commercial. Sorry, folks, but I'm just trying to get the point across because 
You heard the he was over there. He, some people was like, "Well, he's clearly saying Chiefs." No. A moment of silence for unity interrupted. About 17 seconds into this viewer video, the sound of booing can be heard. The incident is gaining national attention. Social justice front and center at the NFL opener.
heard the one big misunderstanding. I want to hear this from my friends. Was it a misunderstanding? Was it unfortunate? What you know? What's the downplay on it? Is anybody going to take into account that quite possibly you have some people in the audience that were booing because they saw Texans locking arms with the Chiefs had nothing to do with race, or or was it a small percentage booing the whole you know social injustice, racial inequality thing? I'm going to – I want to start a poll on Facebook, but I don't think it's going to end well for me because they're going to be like, why do you care? I know that some of them have blocked me from social media or have unfollowed or snoozed because they don't really care. But anyhow, I would like to personally message you this podcast, and I'm going to ask you nicely, what did you think happened? You can block out the other 48 minutes of the show, but the last, you know, 11, 12, I want to know what you guys think because I don't believe there's there's any kind of denial by some people, and now they're trying to rectify the situation, make it right. Like I said, this doesn't represent my friends who are Chiefs fans because I know – they're very intense, they're very passionate, like most NFL fans, right, that will watch this. You know, it'd be – I wonder, though, if it was a bigger crowd, would it have made a difference? Hell if I – like I said, the hell if I know, I'm going to uh, leave it up to you through my personal inbox. Like, I could have just asked easily, what did you think? But I had to do it the simple, you know, fancy way uh, – what did you think? What did you think happened? It's only to be fucking fair, man, because the NFL has 32 teams, and all I care about is one team. I don't care about the Queefs. It took them 50 years to win a Super Bowl, and they're going to say, what did the Raiders do? Well, for 50 years, we watched you lose in the playoffs every single time in the first round and even in the second round. Anyways, I got my jabs in. I'm just going to straight out ask because I know I'm going to hear the biased opinion. And I've opened Hell's Gates. And what do I mean by that? Because they're not going to sit there and say, well, yeah, there are people booing. But they may have been booing for a different reason. People all have different social media outlets on, you know, supporting facts and who, when, what, where. Again, when did this happen? Thursday night. In front of an entire nationwide audience of 20 million people. So it was the highest rated football game. Boring, but highest rating. Boring as in, you know, if you're going to kill a team... Just do it before halftime so we know not to watch. And that includes reposing fans because it's like, well, we have Patrick Mahomes. That's great. Who cares? Um, I'm just trying to get to the fucking bottom of this shit because I know I'm going to hear so many conspiracy theories about, well, this isn't a representation. You know, that's going to be one phrase. Which is true, it's not a representation of my friends who are, and I'm going to message in particular the ones that I believe could handle a mature conversation about, you know, this whole thing. Because I'm starting to lean towards where, you know, if the mayor says, I don't think there's a smattering of booze, really, a smattering of booze, sounded just as loud as a wrestling crowd inside an arena. And they were clearly booing, but, like I said, I'll be nice. And I will give the benefit of the doubt to hear the explanations from my friends who... Cheer for the Chiefs, or as I like to call them, the Queefs. But look, 
they could go back and forth with my team too. The Taters, the Faders, they could easily come up with a shit ton of insults about my football team. The reason why I am questioning the whole incident is because we're going through a fucking pandemic, right? So how is it? How is it? Because on the coronavirus chart that I have in front of me right now, and they said, well, that's not official numbers. I don't give a fuck. So, <laughs> coronavirus, 6,689,792. Out of those 6,689,792, 2,716,204 have recovered. However, the death, the, the death toll went up, 198,141 in the note. Sorry, the people who listen are like, that number is unofficial. You don't know who's got coronavirus. You know who doesn't. Missouri, oh, they moved up, folks. They're at 105, 105,945. The death toll is 1,845. True, that's less than New York. New York's one, two, let's see, fourth. Georgia is fifth. And the point is, how is it that through a pandemic they're the <clears throat> one of few stadiums that has a right to a crowd? I like to, I would love to get that logic because the cases keep going up in Missouri. A lot of majority of the fans are from Kansas, right? No. I feel that it's important to hear to hear other people's perspective, okay? I want to hear. And I know, like I said, I'm entering, I'm entering the lion's den because they'll say, well, technically, this is what happened. Please fucking be brutal, you know, not brutally, honestly, like, this is what happened. Okay? <clears throat> People always have different versions of their story. So when Titus O'Neil... When Titus O'Neil tweeted about it on Twitter, you know, he retweeted something that said, Blue racial equality, Kansas City fans, boo. Again, I'm probably going to boil some blood, but when I let you listen to this podcast, I just want an honest opinion of what you what happened through your account. Because I want to hear it. I would love to hear it. Well, folks, yes, there's a lot of shit going on in this world. We get briefed about it every day on the news. We can hear more about it in clips from MSNBC, ABC, CNN, Fox, whatever news source you trust, all right? But the point is, the crowd had a smattering of booze, smattering. For 17,000, that's pretty loud. Not just the booze, but, I mean, fans in general. So, again... <clears throat> question remains what were they booing why were they booing I'm going to get it straight from the fucking source and this is going to be enjoyable again if you have children you might want to put headphones on during this segment because I do curse a lot anyways I got to go to bed bitches go Raiders oh yeah I'm going to add this last one Fuck the Queefs. They caused a pandemic by winning the goddamn Super Bowl. That might add some fuel to the fire, but, you know, just have to ask the hard-hitting journalistic questions, right? The journalism questions. Whatever. Toodles, bitches. And if you didn't like what good old Brian Reynolds had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Night. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to us in a language that everybody here can easily understand.
came up in life, he just wants to be heard, whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone, in spite of the fact that some people still think that they know him, but fuck him, he knows the code, it's not about the salary, it's all about reality and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up, that means when he puts it down, time's picking it up, let's go. Who the hell is he anyway, he never really talks much, never concerned with status, but still even him starstruck, humble. 